0: Okay guys, here we go. So welcome to the Fitness Thoughts Podcast. I Jake Mees, I'm gonna be your host. So come with me as each episode we're gonna be chatting to an industry leading coach about what the fitness world means to them. We're gonna be chatting over a coffee and diving into the good, the bad, and the downright embarrassing. So stick around as we explore the fitness world with the people leading it from the front. Let's go. Alright, welcome back to another episode of fitness thoughts. hope you're all doing well guys so really really excited for this episode today we've got a really cool guest coming across onto the episode for us so we are joined today by kyle mangan who is a pt from jets gym that's right isn't it kyle jets gym in skipton
1: that is correct yeah, yeah.
0: cool mate so first of all dude how are you doing you okay
1: i am good mate uh, yeah i am uh, excited to be here uh and thank you for having me on as a guest
0: Mate, it's my pleasure. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for agreeing to come on as well. Dude, been wanting to, like I said, be it just before we started the recording, when I decided to make it, you were one of the first names that came up that I wanted to ask. And like we were saying, even though we've never properly met, we've spoken a bit through socials and that because of how clear you come across in your content, how good your content is and how clear your message always is and the results that you put out with clients. I was very much I was interested to learn more about you and sort of see what your background is and, and how you got into this position. Um, so, do you just want to give people a bit of a an introduction for those that might not know you in, into exactly that, into you know a bit of a background, how you got to where you are?
1: Yeah, not a problem. So, my name's Kyle Mangan. Uh, I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for about two years, and I uh, coach people out of Jet Skipton, uh, a 24-hour gym. Uh, I played rugby league for seven years, started at the age of 11, um, and got to quite a high level. I was playing. Uh, I got signed at Bradford Bull scholarship.
0: Yes, uh, mate. big Bradford sorry big Bradford Bulls fan
1: <laughs> yes yeah also I I have um I, I remember when my granddad first took me out to Oddsall when I was around about 11 12 and yeah yeah oh man I just started rugby and that that I, I just had a, a tunnel vision to be a rugby player yeah um, and I ended up getting there I ended up getting there and I remember uh I was kicking off at Coral Station uh sorry Coral Stadium um but anyway yeah so I played rugby for seven or eight years um and I became injured and in that time when I had the injury I was so tunnel visioned on being a rugby player um that is all I really wanted to be so from there i going through life without a purpose really um mm. and not only till I started training again is where I found my purpose and, and being a coach so yeah that's
0: a little bit about me
1: um
0: yeah I love that I love that mate and uh the rugby background something I personally can relate to a lot because I've Played for a lot of years myself, never to that level. Um, always in the spectator stand for, for Bradford matches, even through the more recent bad times in recent years. But I was there when we were in the heyday as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember so I played Union for most of my childhood, from probably about 11 till uni. And then when I went to uni, I made the switch to league. Jesus, the wow. difference—the difference in the uh, in the yeah. disciplines—is ridiculous. Like, it, league is so much more physical. It's just so much more f- physical, isn't it?
1: Of course, and I tell you what, running back ten meters after every tackle is something else, mate. Knackery, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, I, what position mm-hmm. were you?
1: I used to play second, uh, second row or centre. Um, yeah. I played. I played centre for about four and a half years, five years, and then I moved up to second row. Which are two two different roles, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, it, it, it's one of them. I, I actually played rugby union twice. Uh, <laughs> and I felt so out of place. It was unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I just did not know what I was doing. Same shape ball, but completely different games. It is, isn't it, mate? And you know, we used to have uh, we used to get some league players come to us during their off season. Because like for you guys, your season's during the summer, and then for us, it's through the winter. Of yeah. And we'd have some league players come across, and their line work and their speed and the fitness—it was just another level compared to the rest of us. It just made us all look so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, rugby, unfortunately, rugby never worked out, but it did teach me a lot of disciplines, and it showed me um, that when I was training, especially rugby and around that that um, field, I I, I was truly at
0: my happiest. Yeah, Yeah, and it were it were good to have that instilled in me um, Mm. as a child and a teenager growing up, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because now you now you know when you can recognize that now in other like in coaching and everything you do now, if you recognize that same passion, you're never going to work a day, are you? Because it's just you just wake up every day, just fueled and ready to go.
1: Definitely, it's instilled into you.
0: Yeah, massively, massively is, and that's a huge plus of the, the rugby culture as well is just that discipline and that drive that it does teach you. Um, because I went sort of the other direction. See, I, I was always when I was young, I was like, Oh, I want to play rugby, I want to play for Bradford. Pretty quickly realized that wasn't gonna be the case for me. Wasn't uh didn't just didn't have the skill required, really. But so I went down the coaching route and were fortunate enough to work with Wakey, you know, the Wildcats for a few years. With Wildcats. their yeah, worked with them for a few years for their academy team, just doing some SNC work. And as soon as those lads came in from 15 years old, it wore what I loved about that was there was more emphasis on building the character than there was just building the player like there at this stage where we're building you into, into a decent person, into a better person where, you know, the rugby skills will come, everything like that will come and we'll put our work in there, but we're focused on building you as a person as well. And I think that is one of the uh, huge positives of rugby.
1: Def- definitely. I've got to agree there. And they instill it, they instill it from like the get go as well. Uh, and it molds you into um, a disciplined person. Um, and, yeah, like you say, even with Bradford Bulls, it's a shame what went went on with, with the club, but they had some some golden years, and Wakefield Wildcats are still going pretty strong as well. So yeah,
0: yeah, mate. Yeah, man. yeah. So question that I always ask everyone, just the first one, is basically around just around coffee. Nice icebreaker. Big coffee drinker, not a coffee drinker. I love coffee, mate. <laughs> I don't think I've met a coach that doesn't. I genuinely <laughs> don't think I have. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, favorite coffee
1: i'll go for a caramel latte me yeah i don't yeah. know if
0: that's i don't know the big one but i like my caramel latte definitely yeah i like that i'm a, see my favorite is vanilla latte so along the same sort of lines oh, okay. definitely along nice. the same sort of lines but it's not one that see, it's, i normally would just drink black certainly if i'm at home because i do like a black coffee as well but if i ever go out for a coffee if i go to like a proper coffee shop i'll always get something like a flat white or a vanilla latte or something got got a treat haven't yeah, yeah. you <laughs> 100%, 100%. How many do you have a day? Do you know? I'm not too bad now. I'll have at most. I'll have two before before about two p.m. at most. Yeah, yeah, That is. it. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm saying I'll have one in the morning when I first wake up, and then yeah. maybe one about three hours after, and then I've
0: got a cut off point. Like I said, two, two, three o'clock. It's done. Yeah, yeah. I'm the exact same because otherwise I'll be up all night. Um, <laughs> what's yeah. it like for coffee shops? Cause me, me it's, is there. So, because me and the yeah. uh, me and Sophie, we always have Wednesday afternoons off, and we'll normally go out for a coffee somewhere around Bramble, Ilkley, that sort of thing. But we've never ventured out as far as Skipton. But I would I would, I would, I would I would This is one of the ones I was curious to ask you. What's what's the coffee scene like in Skipton? <laughs> uh, the,
1: there's there's definitely a fair few uh, coffee shops there, mate. Um, yeah. And like I say, if you ever yeah. want to if you ever want to bob Brown, you would be more than welcome, you and Sophie. Um,
0: yeah. And, oh, cheers, and get, man. Get a trial. Yeah, not a problem, man. So, um. So then moving into more fitness related content, was we've spoken quite a lot about your background with rugby. Was that your first sort of ever introduction into sort of the fitness world? Was that the first ever experience of it that you had? Yeah, 100%. Um,
1: we Yeah. So when I was 11 year old, my father introduced me. He actually tried to get me, I think he asked me if I wanted to do boxing. He never pushed anything on me, but he, he said, Do you want to do boxing? And I never really wanted to do that for mm. some reason. Um, and for so I don't know why or he went, try rugby league if you want. I think you'll enjoy it. And I remember, yeah, that, that was the first ever experience um was in down in Brighouse. I was eleven year old and my first ever rugby game. And I remember training um and the others doing just a simple lap round field. Mm. And I remember I remember thinking it were a sprint and <laughs> being absolutely <laughs> yeah. gasted. Yeah, <laughs> I took it. I took it very serious for some reason, even back then. Um, but yeah, eleven is when I first introduced to fitness and and um, that that
0: style um, that style of training, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it sort of through those initial first few years with rugby? Was it more just sort of fitness development and skill development? There wasn't so much the obviously when you're that age, no one's really bothered about building muscle or anything. So was it? So just focus on fitness and enjoyment I f- yeah yeah and just yeah but we we went there and it would
1: just um for the first few years we're just basically building a team um phys- uh, yeah and just improving your skills with the ball and, and and just you know we had a good great team even like from 11 to 14 we had a great team great union this were guys the rangers my first team
0: yeah yeah uh, what we
1: played for uh, yeah, yeah, it it, it was quality. It were, do you know? Is it one of the best? Looking back on my childhood, it, one of the best things I ever did was
0: um, starting starting playing with a rugby team. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and I think from a social point of view as well, it gives you that social confidence, doesn't it? I know. So for social me, I, I mean, I've grown up in a house with three brothers, so it's not like I've ever sort of been by myself. I was sort of socially pretty good, all right. And I grew up my dad uh mom my granddad they all run and own a butcher shop so we grew up working in that as well so we were, we were sort of brought up around that social environment of being able to speak to others and communicate but obviously for those people that aren't it can be a big shock to the system starting a team sport of that nature because it is a very very close-knit sort of brotherhood isn't it when you join rugby like that um and oh, did, yeah. you, did you find that it brought along your sort of social skills and and confidence and everything like that
1: hundred percent as a strong unity in any really team sport. Um and it did like as not as well as the physical side, but be able to um gain your networking, your social and even as kids, it's a great way to be able to bond with other human beings. And then
0: mm.
1: I remember even going from 14, 15 when it started getting a bit more serious, like when you have that team unit and that that spirit and you're all all your all you're aligned and it's like a brotherhood um it's a very very powerful thing it's very motivating to be a part of something like that and it's very positive when you're seeing your team winning and, and getting results it, it's it's a great thing to be a part of
0: 100 It it is it's a, it's a mad feeling isn't it and it's it's like it's friendships as well that you keep for life like there's lads that i you know not played with now since i was 18 so seven or eight years but i still speak to on a pretty frequent basis still keep in touch yeah. with like you you always That's sort it. of have that bond don't you yeah, because you remember what the events
1: went on the, on, on the pitch and and the mm-hmm. hard work and the, the grit and the grind from showing up when it's been pissing it down. I don't know if that's where, sorry, but when it's been oh, raining. It say what you want. <laughs> when it's been, yeah, you know I mean? It's hill stalling early. A lot of people are blobbing and all of them. Certain lads are show up day in, day out. Yeah, and like I say, I've got a few lads that I haven't seen in a while, but we still know it's, it's good on both ends.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So would you so would you say then that, that that background has shaped your approach to fitness now and sort of certainly your approach to coaching as well? Do you reckon it's influenced that? Definitely. I feel from the experience of being a child up to a late teenager playing
1: rugby has a hundred hundred percent shaped me as a person and as a coach. Um, and I find that with with doing that, um, with doing rugby it's helped me be able to connect with people um and i also find it, it helps me uh push them and give them that bit of motivation that mm. um maybe i wouldn't have been able to do if i didn't have uh i go back to experiences with my coaches um when i rugby and they used to absolutely run us into ground some nights not all time but just to make you realize like if you really want to win the league or you really want, you want something, you need to be working hard for it. Um, Which is not all about that, but it were a big, big thing. Um, And I'd like to say, it definitely helped me molded me as a coach.
0: 100%. Yeah. No, mate, the example you've just given there is spot on. And I can relate to that because I do the exact same thing. Sometimes you'll know yourself when you might be working with clients and they're not necessarily pulling the weight or they're not doing as well as, you know, they're capable of doing, you know, that they've got potential to do a lot more. And you need yes. to try and get that out of them. And you sort of, you want to put it across in a way that's going to be helpful, but in some cases yeah. it has to be tough love. It has to be pretty sort of on the nose. And in those situations, I, I have found myself asking myself in the past, like, is this going to be a bit too blunt? Or is this how I would have been spoken to by my old coaches at rugby when I was younger, that were actually would have been useful and would have made me think, yeah, do you know what? I just need to get this done. I need, I need to sort myself out. And I think in those situations, having well, a background and those experiences, it just pays dividends for a coaching uh, profession. It definitely does. Well, what happens if a coach who you
1: highly respect or tells you straight and how it is in a way that when you know you are pulling your weight, you immediately think to yourself, right, and, and you, you take a back step, it's like, right, hold on. Like, I aren't pulling my weight here. And if you have that, even though you've got to be blunt sometimes, and tell them, um, it's down to them. And literally nine times out of ten, people actually realise where they're going wrong. And if you do that in a in a constructive way, yeah, there's never an issue with that. Does that make you? Know what I mean, it's, it's, as long as you're being constructive and you're showing that you care, all right. There's not there's nothing wrong with that be, being blunt towards um, someone, at hand if they're not pulling the weight 100%. Look at Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Right <laughs> like, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. This is obviously but he can go sometimes over top but if you look at when he's in the kitchen they're all they're all looking at him as a leader as a natural leader and they listen to what he says and yeah it's the same like same when it comes to that not 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 as full-on but you're not slapping anyone with sandwich or
0: with a fisher out like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah throwing plates everywhere and stuff yeah not to that extent but so where are you now then with your fitness journey we'll say in air quotation sort of what's the purpose of your training at the minute to be honest
1: with you my the, the purpose for me is aligning my habits with my vision and what I want where I want to get to in life mm. um, and my my journey has consisted heavily over last year or since I'd say the first lockdown of just personal development i never really understood what personal development was and then when i found and understood the power of investing in yourself and the power of actually finding your purpose, um, a human being who has got that behind him is is a powerful force. And I believe that you don't get taught stuff like this in school. Um, mm-hmm. But someone, if you if you if you are on your purpose, then you become unstoppable in a sense. If you if you truly want something, you can get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so in terms of my journey, yeah, I I, I literally um, every day I wake up inspired and blessed to be alive and i am grateful for everything that's happened to me in my life um and i'm i'm grateful to be a personal trainer and i'm grateful to be able to help other people who have gone through similar struggles to me um and watching them build their confidence so that is part of my journey is is waking up every day being grateful to help others who may have been in the situations i've been as as a young man growing up If that makes sense
0: jake yeah, totally, and mate, you you dod on when you wasn't you sort of talking about passion. You know, I've had conversations with sort of consults in the past, and people saying, you know, I've seen your sort of stories, I've seen your content, and I see that you know you'll go to the gym four or five times a week. You get up at six, half six, and you sort of work in first thing. You'll read a bit, and I like I just don't think I can do that. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's me. And they're like, I don't get how you can do that every day and not sort of get tired. And it's that conversation of, well, look, it's it's my passion. It's what I get up to do. It's not really, it's not even a thought. You just do it. Yeah. Now, and, and you know, relating it back to them, there was some people I've spoken to who um, want to be journalists and writers. I'm like, you're constantly reading. You are constantly reading all the time and looking for news and writing and stuff. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't. I can't read. Like I can read. I was like, but I'm a very slow reader, and it takes me a long time. <laughs> yeah, I was but- like but you won't even think about that because that's your passion and your purpose. And you just do it and you're just on it. I was like, it's the same thing. It's just a different context.
1: Exactly. Jake. And and obviously you and me have both read, um, John D uh, D Martini's value yes. factor. Yeah. I, I recommend anyone listening to this, um, you go read that book and actually look at what your values are because your values are the things that you do without even having to think about doing them. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that What you just explained about some of the things that I do in my life, I don't even have to think about it twice anymore um, because it is just instilled in me and it feel, it doesn't feel right if I'm not doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to push your expectations on anybody else. I never turn around and say, you've got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and read books or out like that. But at the same time, um, in terms of my life, that is just something that works for me. And I feel when I do that, I've already got, a win under my belt. And I've explained this on a post before. If you stack small wins in your life every day with a morning habit, which is everything you have already the confidence to be able to, then further on through the day, build even more wins. And when you are doing stacking small, consistent wins every day, uh, it builds your confidence. So like, for example, you know, you've got a post to put out, you know, you've got a workout to do, you know, you've got uh, three, or clients to see in the morning and you do a really good job with them. That is three or four, five wins that you stack there already. Yeah. And if you do that consistently over and over and over again, it just builds as confidence as a person. Like, don't get me wrong, challenges do come in the way and things will happen, but if you're consistently on your purpose and you've got your vision to do that, that is how, for me, you build confidence in yourself.
0: Yeah, 100%, mate. Taking that time to actually sit back and reflect and notice the wins that you've had and actually be like, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. And for me, it's physically writing a job list and ticking it off every single day. The first thing I do, to be fair, I do it the night before. So the last thing I do on my work day is write out my job list for the day, for the next day. So I can get up and I can just crack on. Excellent. Yeah, and just crossing them off, you, it just gives you that that motivation and that well, productivity. Yeah, yeah, you're like, right, one done. What's next? What's next? What's next? You know, you know, you know, you what you've done is you've assessed it the night before. You've looked at your day.
1: You've done the task, and when you've done them, it's a it's a it's a win that you've stacked. And I think a lot of people are un- unorganized in that field. And that's why they feel overwhelmed and stress disorders because they're not taking a simple task of just planning the day out before. And it doesn't have to be too in depth. You literally, this is what, and I learned this off Mark calls. I know you're all very familiar. Mark calls. Mm-hmm. He's, he's helped me massively. Yeah. Um, but I do what we call a brain dump or, um, clear decluttering your mind where you write down, Everything on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything specific. And then you write down the task that you need to do the following morning. And then you list them on top priority from one to five and then you get them done. No messing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's a lot. It works. It works, yeah, 100%. There's a lot to be said, certainly for the stuff that Mark pushes out. Um, Especially going back to what you were saying a minute ago around the values, because he's a big, big pusher, in the of uh, John D. Martini's work and establishing the values. And I know he put on a video the other day Saying exactly that, saying, you know, if you're if you consistently fail to achieve a goal, it's not that you you're not capable of achieving it. It's not that you can't achieve it. It's just that you don't value it. It's just that you don't yet realize how achieving it is going to benefit you and is going to get you closer to that end goal. And it's the same conversation like you'll have had with people before where they say, you know, I want to achieve X, Y and Z with my physique. I want to lose X amount of weight, whatever it is. But I hate going to the gym and it's like, okay, that's fine but let's spend some time understanding how doing that is going to get you to the it's thing the that you value. Yeah. That's whether, it, I, I wasn't say whether what they value is actually being healthier to spend more time with the kids or being fitter to be able to play in the sport. And for them losing X amount of weight is just, well, if I lose weight, then that automatically means I'm going to be there. It doesn't. But if you understand that going to the gym is going to help you do that to help you get to your value, it just lines up so much easier. Exactly, and
1: that is a power of values and being able to align what you um, perceive to be a value that you want to do is 100% true. Um, mm. So, yeah, Matt, and, and to be honest with you, uh, Matt, yeah, Mark Calls, I wouldn't be the coach um, I am today or the person without taking on board the information of Mark Calls because Mark Calls has helped me uh, in my career massively.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can say the same as well, mate. He was the first person I was ever properly introduced to about when it came to just furthering my coaching profession, and then he introduced me to the self development, like you've been talked about, and it's it's just the impact of it's massive in it. Absolutely yeah,
1: hundred percent. And I, I, if any PTS or coaches are out listening to that, I hundred and you don't know who Mark Coles is definitely giving him a follow on Instagram and start looking into his work because it it will help you one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we've sort of touched on this quite a bit, but would you say that? your sort of life through fitness and your experiences with rugby now into coaching and that it's massively shaped the person that you are today. How would you say in sort of specific examples, it's shaped that characteristics of those characteristics? Um, by instilling discipline in forms of my,
1: my life that wouldn't have been otherwise um, understanding the the value of training and how powerful it actually is. What happened I'll tell you. I'll tell you a bit of a pain point and, and, and something that I went through when I um, became when I uh, picked up an injury in rugby. Um, I kind of lost my purpose in life and what I wanted to do because for so long I wanted to be a professional rugby player. That is all I cared about. At school, I, I wouldn't listen to anything apart from going to the rugby training. I, I didn't care about anything but rugby training because that's what I wanted to do. Nothing really else inspired me apart from rugby training. So when that ended, I was. I had no, I had no plan B, like I didn't, I didn't go to university. I, I went to college, but I went to college and I did plumbing. And I thought that was the path to go down because a mm. lot of my mates were doing it. And then day by day, I'd realized I just wasn't happy. And it was just like, this went on for years, mate, where I just didn't have a purpose apart from just trying to make money by having a standard job. And then not until, not until I became out of shape and, and, doing a job that I didn't find fulfilling, that I truly realized that the power of training and my own training is what is gonna shape my life forever. Uh, And then from that doing, sorry, going down to the fitness injury and actually making a career out of that is how I changed my life. So yeah, just for me, if you're in a job or if you're in a situation where you're not happy, and you don't feel like you have a purpose, it's your duty to go find what it is. And you're like, like Mark Cole says, your life will leave clues on mm. what your purpose is. Down the line, if you reflect back, there'll be things. So, for like me, looking back and reflecting on my life, I always realized once I were Ruby training or doing exercise or some form of, of coaching, I was happy.
0: Mm. And
1: that's ultimately like what why I'm so
0: passionate the, the way I am, if that
1: makes sense, Jake.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously when when that injury occurred and obviously you, you weren't able to explain them all, everything that you've just said must have been a big sort of loss of identity, I guess, in a sense of just questioning uh-huh. like, well, who am I now? If I don't have rugby, what, what do I do? Who am I? Who am I? Um, and it always amazes me because I don't have that backstory or that background, but I do know of a few coaches similar to yourself who have had that background of excelling in sport, having an injury, and then coming to that point of, well, what do I do now? Who am I now if I don't have? This? Where, where do we go from here? Like, yeah. well, what do we do? And
1: then that's 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 how the negative self talk and and and, the, and depression and all all that sort of stuff can occur when somebody's inactive and they're not sure on where to go from there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Reflect reflecting that, I'm so glad it happened to me because it, it taught me a very valuable lessons of life and what life can throw at you and not everything's going to work out the way you think it's going to work out
0: yeah 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 definitely you've just got to roll with the punches aren't you and just adapt and just stay true to your values stay true to your beliefs and just do what you can
1: yeah, definitely mate like life is going to throw you some some crazy crazy shit and it's about you being able to be resilient enough to be um on point when it happens you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, so yeah uh, that that's,
0: yeah, a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say along the sort of way in your career up to now, is there anything that you've come across or would you say is massively misunderstood by people, like a, a misconception within the fitness industry? It could be nutrition, training, whatever.
1: To be honest with you, mate, there's, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions about, about the fitness in- industry. Um, there's, there's so many. To me... <sighs> This, for me, I try not to allow too much negativity and I try not to focus too much on it, but it, it's there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I think social media and, and comparisons and, and Gen Gen Pop clients or Gen Pop people, when you look at a certain influencer or a certain person with a certain body type, it can be very, um, what's the word? It can, pe- people it. invest in a product. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, for someone, it's basically what I'm trying to say is unrealistic expectations, mm. um, and allowing allowing someone allowing someone that you idolise. Um, to what oh, i'm going I'm to say this basically unrealistic expectations you see of a, a social media influencer and then you getting caught up when you you've tried everything and it still ain't working down to nutrition down to training because everybody is an individual and everybody's unique in their own way and you ever try to be like that that person that you're seeing on social media that you're idolizing this influencer whoever it may be you're just going down a, a path that's not going to be fulfilling and not going to be inspiring or happy to you because you're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah um so yeah. yeah that that that's one of that's one of the most misunderstood things um and also the aesthetic side of it like a lot of people come in for the aesthetics but they don't understand the, the fact that this is for not just that but your own health and your own mindset your own um what i'm trying to say it's very easy to get caught up in the glitz and glamour and, and how how people look
0: but there's a lot more to it than, than just that, if that makes sense. 100%, and it's one of those, like, a lot of people, they'll, they'll come to you for a, a result, for a certain physique result, and they'll stay with you yeah. for the actual mental change that they've they've experienced along the way. The fact that, you know, day-to-day exactly. now, they feel more motivated, they feel happier, they feel more grateful, they've got more energy, the karma, they can handle stress better. Like, for me, exactly. even in an industry that is led a lot by physique changes, and they are great to get, when you can get changes on that other scale of someone just feeling better day to day, you can actually impact someone's motivation, productivity, general outlook and happiness. Like that's, that's the biggest one you can get a hundred percent.
1: But when you get a
0: message saying, Oh, my, my, life's completely changed. I feel so much better myself
1: compared to months ago when I felt like absolute shit or depressed or whatever it may be, that there is powering itself. Do you know what I mean? But yes. I listed a few down actually, like, focusing on the physical appearance over the mindset you know health strength pain-free movement like these are the things that people are mental well-being nutrition limiting beliefs all these things that people have um that what our industry can do and help them but a lot of people come in with a misconception of oh he looks amazing or she looks amazing she's got a really nice waist or he's got amazing you know what i mean amazing physique that's what i want they're doing it for the wrong reasons so yeah do do it for the right reasons do it for yourself
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the trouble with that is a lot of people, especially that are going to be new to this won't actually realize that that is the change that they're going to, that they're going to get. Yet they'll come for the physical change because they won't understand that the psychological change, the mindset shift, that is going to come along with it. So almost meeting, meeting people on that level and being like, to a degree, being like, yeah, okay, let's work towards achieving X, Y, and Z, whether it's getting lean for a photo shoot, losing X amount of weight, whatever it is. But then along yeah. the way, you start drip feeding in there. By the way, how's your motivation day today? How's your productivity? How's your mindset? How's yeah. your outlook? Let's work on these things and let's start listing, you know, what, you, what you're grateful for on a daily basis, doing your brain dumps. And then that's when it starts exactly. to really come in. And then, like you've said, that's where it becomes, it becomes more of a lifestyle and then not just a short-term change and not just a short-term result. Yeah, exactly, mate. And it's like when anyone approaches
1: me or I have anyone in front of me, I make sure we have a look at their habits and what what habits have they actually got and what habits have led them up to where they are now, mm. whether it's eating, whether it's drinking, whether it's all self-destructive habits. Yeah. It's about getting very clear at the start of what's going on. And then as the training progresses, you're on a very clear, you've got clarity between you both. If they, If you don't address these things at the start, um, you can end up being weeks out line and being very frustrated. And and to be honest, I was guilty of it at the start when I wasn't really clear. Um, once you once you pass your course, you think you know everything, but you don't know nothing at all, uh, especially about human behaviour and psychology and and how humans are very complex people. Like they've been through a lot of experiences, negative and positive, that shape who they are, um, and the habits that they pick up over time. And if they've got bad habits that they've had for years, putting them in a gym and, and training them or give them a diet plan isn't going to work there's, there's a lot more in depth than that do you know what i mean tell them to go track the macros and that when they don't never track. it's just not going to work you need to get to the funda- fundamentals of why they are where they are right now and how you're
0: going to get them out of it um so to me that is key jake 100 yeah but mate, yeah couldn't have said it better really really key and like when you mentioned about people coming with that picture of you know i want to look like so and so they've got great abs they've got a yeah. great waist you'll have had the same conversations so many where you know you've had to turn around and be going they don't look like that like 99% of the time they don't look like that they probably don't even look like that at all that's a lot of Photoshop and for you to get to that degree so when I so I did a photo shoot at the start of this year and obviously I've put some of those photos out on social media on Instagram and stuff and with one of them I made the point that this is not how I look like this took a hell of a lot of work time effort and sacrifice to look like this and it's great. It's not bodybuilding, but we'll use it in that context. Bodybuilding is a crazy sport in a sense of when you're at your, when you're at your best, you're at your most unhealthy. You're tired, mm-hmm. you're moody, you're irritable, yeah. no energy. And it's the same with yeah. people wanting to get super, super lean. There's that, like you said, you said, setting realistic expectations of if you want to look like this, it's not going to be much fun. Like we can get you a, a good chunk of the way. But to get to that point, that person probably doesn't look like that most of the time anyway. And it's going to be a very, very unenjoyable process for you. What, the question is, why? why? Why do you want to do that? Like, mm. if that is going to make you truly happy, let's
1: do it. But if you're doing it for different reasons than other for yourself, then mm. stop right there. Because you, you, you're, not, you're not going to be happy at the end of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's about getting really clear. Why the you know, is that that one word there? Why? Oh, sorry. A question. Sorry. That why is very very important when you're talking yeah. to people. Yeah. Why they want to do it for that reason? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah no. Right. And yeah. Well done on that. Well done on them photos, mate. Because
0: you know you can Actually, tell you're
1: grafting. Yeah. You put on the work. So
0: yeah. No. It's got. I mean, process. I see. I enjoy that sort of process and going to that level. Um Yeah. You no. Know, every now and again, I won't want to do it all the time, but once every couple of years, it's good fun. Of course. Um, And it it gives me, for me, it gives me purpose to my training and to my development as well. So I know, so I'll do that again in a couple of years. And that is now for me, what I'm training and working towards is trying to improve that so that next time I do it, I can beat my condition from that one and my size and everything like that. And that for me is my, my, my why for doing that. And it's like, I've got a client who's just started his own photo shoot prep and his why was literally, I want to be in the best shape of my life for 47 years old. I've been working with him for well over a year already, and he's got phenomenal physique. And that's it. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. We're, we're gonna smash what it. What an amazing
1: reason! Though.
0: You're very clear on why they want to get in the shape of life. Do you know what I mean? That's
1: a yeah. great, great reason. They're not doing it because they've seen someone else's Instagram or someone else's Facebook or exactly. whatever it may be. And think I want to do that. They, they understand the reasons why they're doing it. And I think that's that's the key to to that. Yeah. Body transformations and stuff are not a bad thing if it done under the right reasons.
0: Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So who? With that, then, with for your own training and your own personal development, who would you say are the people people that have inspired you along the way? Because I'm sure you've had a few, especially with the rugby background as well. Do, do you know what it is? who inspires me? Um, one of them is Tyson
1: Fury, 100. percent Yeah, Tyson Fury. The, the way the way the way he became a world champion, he lost his purpose. You know, beat he beat all the best, then he lost his purpose, and then he went on a self destructive, negative. Three or four years out of game, developed very very serious bad habits, nearly nearly killed himself, and then came back and did what he did to mm. me, and then obviously spoke about opening it openly on a world platform and told people who were going through very similar things that he's been through it. That that inspired me a lot because I was like, wow, I've I've, I've been through a similar mm. similar experience. I know what that's kind of like to have a tunnel vision on something, and then when it's either gone or you've already got it, then not having that next step forward. So Tyson Fury has 100% helped me massively and he's an inspiration to me. Yeah, I love
0: Tyson Fury. I think he's brilliant. And as you know, knock on a while they're out for, for, uh, for, on that third fight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. It was the first fight, won it, where he got knocked down and just came. Got knocked down Look at that! Come on, this world. <laughs> He's <not> human. <laughs> this what I'm saying,
1: mate, like there's, there's forces behind what we can't see, and yeah. that were a prime example of um hidden forces, like helping him get back up on his feet. Yeah. And, and just watching that, I remember watching that uh, live, and it was like, oh my god, there's something going on here. Like, yeah, literally. Really get- <laughs> Not, not even just get up, but then actually start fighting back and winning that round. Just, just stuff like that. It, it inspires me. Um, yeah. yeah. That that that's number that that's one.
0: What do you reckon uh, about him and AJ? Do you reckon A, it's gonna happen, and B, if it does, who are you fancying? I just hope it do – I hope
1: in Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, five, six, seven, eight years down the line, it's too late. I hope it just happens and they put money and egos and stuff inside. They are the best UK heavyweights – in. Um, sorry, they are the, the best heavyweights in the UK. Fight, let's see it. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Tyson Fury's never lost. AJ lost to Ruiz, but I think to be honest, we have uh, Tyson Fury beating the yeah. guys from a gypsy family. I'm not saying it's impossible not to beat him, rope, but I, my money would be on Tyson Fury. But I look, don't get me wrong,
0: Anthony Joshua is a quality boxer 100%. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, what I like about AJ, he, he is the consummate professional in it. He? He's just a professional, 100% professional. His, his whole
1: yeah, definitely. He, he's like uh, a, a quality athlete from Under Armour.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, mannerisms,
1: way the way the way he holds his emotions, everything. Yeah, he's a quality quality boxer as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, is there anyone else that you wanted to mention in terms of inspiration, um, or was that was it the main one?
1: Mark Coles definitely. If, it, if like I say if there's any personal trainers or coach on here, I'd listen to Mark Coles because that mm. guy is he's twenty years in and he's helped me out massively. One hundred percent, definitely. Yeah.
0: Would you um, put him down as one of your top mentors then?
1: He, yeah he is, he is by far 100% yeah and like the some of the coaching programs and stuff that he's running as well are, are very very beneficial so I definitely invest in him 100% yeah yeah who's your top mentors Mind me asking Jake
0: my top mentors that's a good question you think I'd have thought about this weren't you when I started writing them out <laughs> <laughs> um who's,
1: who's what sorry who springs to mind first in your mind? When so, I say, to be oh,
0: fair, myself. Mark is, he is one of them. He is one of the first people that I was introduced with, uh, to in terms of personal development and just coaching development. So his was the first seminar I ever went to the body transformations one and the training, the average Joe one. Um, oh, right. I went down to those in London about 2018. I think it was, which is mad because it doesn't nice. that long ago. And, um, so, Mark's definitely one in terms of top mentors. And then, to be honest with you, I love the uh, the muscle mentor guys for their educational content. I don't know if you've come across them before. It's a bit more. No. So they are they're, so they're very much down the physique and bodybuilding route, but right. they are very much driven by education, and everything that they do is driven by evidence based education. And they have a huge, huge emphasis on improving your stress sleep digestion stuff that you'll have come across with marks anyway and just really going into the nuances of that of how to improve your actual health to help then bring out your best physique because if you don't get your digestion on point if you don't have if you're not learning how to manage your stress better if you're not sleeping properly trying to change your body composition is just a battle yeah it isn't happening it's it's just such an effort whereas if you can get all those on point because they are they work in a trifecta, you know, if your digestion's out, you're probably going to feel a little bit more anxious, probably not going to sleep yeah. as well. If you're not sleeping as well, you're going to feel more stressed, all that. If one out, oh, energy, not, and yeah. So that for me, those two would probably be the first two that spring to mind, definitely, in terms of uh, in terms of Mark and then the Muscle Mentor. So yeah, I would definitely recommend checking those guys out because there is a few of them. Luke is the head of education, and Callum's the head of coaching. Um, like I said, they are very physique-based, but the educational content they put out is it's on another level. It really is.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely be looking them up 100%. Definitely.
0: <clears throat> so where can people, before we finish up today, mate, where can people find you? Um, wh- wh- where's best to go and check out your content?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I, I focus mainly on Instagram. Yeah. i um, yeah, coaching. Um, I do a little bit of Facebook, but not, not as much. I'm mainly based on Instagram. So yeah anyone who, who wants to check me out can go on there and I'll give you a follow back
0: awesome man yeah uh, so before we leave then can you leave us with something inspirational basically what is the one thing you would say to someone who is struggling right now what's the one bit of advice you would give
1: find your purpose if you haven't got one yeah um, all, all the pain all, all the shit you've been through can be harnessed into something amazingly positive you have the power Unbelievable power with your mind when you know how to use it correctly. And start if you are already looking into personal development and developing your mind. Because there's people out there who are who have got positive information that you can absorb in a in a world that's filled with so much negativity. Um, there, there's people out there who can help you. Um, so yeah, find your purpose, get personal development, uh, or tr- try and stick to some personal development. Um, yeah,
0: that's that basically it. Mate, I love that. That's absolutely that's spot on. Really, really spot on. And I think uh, you mentioned him before, but John D. Martini, his book "The Values Factor" is one of the best places you can start. Because I mean, it's yeah. a it's a it's a hefty read, isn't it? It's a deep read. It's not one to take lightly. But the, you, the you, exercise got, in it. Yeah,
1: the exercise you've got to take action on it. You've got to. You don't just read it and scam over it. Uh, sc- skim over it you've got to be able to actually read it and then and then follow through with the exercises that it's got on the book to be able to get the most out of it um so yeah that that's definitely helped me and yeah harness your pain like every, every single human being is going to go through some trauma at one point or another you must harness his pain and use it to a positive and help people who may not be aware of it and who are going through
0: similar events as you do you know what i mean that that's that's my best advice Amazing, mate. Absolutely loving it. I'm sure it's going to be really, really helpful for people that are listening. So, Kyle, mate, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate you giving up the time and sharing some of your tips with us, dude. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Not not a problem, Jake, man. I appreciate you even having
1: me on in the first place. So, yeah. Uh, My pleasure, dude. Thank you. Speak to you soon. See you at Ultraflex one day, mate. Yes.
0: Yeah, let's get that (laughs) sorted. (laughs) We'll get that sorted. Speak to you soon. Okay, guys, that's another episode done. Huge thank you to our guests for coming on and sharing their time, tips, and tricks with us. Like we mentioned, make sure you head to the social media pages and check out their content. As ever, guys, you can find me at jakemees underscore coaching. And if you enjoyed the episode, remember to drop it a like and make sure you hit that subscribe button. As ever, guys, thank you for listening, and I'll see you for the next episode of Fitness Faults.